0: We are so much more than our thinking. We spend so much time in our thinking, trying to fix our thinking, suffering from our thinking, trying to improve our thinking, that we, we, we lose touch. We're out of touch much of the time with this deeper self, this true self. Who I am is constant and is beyond any thought that I might be having and is beyond any feeling I might be feeling. So it it, it really is
1: waking up to something that is already there. Your inner voice has been drowned out by the noise around you, but you've always had a deep desire to make a difference. And now you're ready to step into your greatness and develop the identity you need to build towards your ultimate goal. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Making the world a better place by unleashing human potential will help you create your own reality by increasing your self-awareness, cultivating an unstoppable mindset, and finally finding the passion, purpose, and true self so that you can live the life you are always destined to live. Now, welcome your host, a lifelong learner and growth mindset savant, a former architect turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Tibor Nodge.
2: What is up, Mindset Nation? Welcome back to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My guest today is Michael Neal, who is an internationally renowned author, speaker, and thought leader challenging the cultural mythology that stress and struggle are a prerequisite to creativity and success. His best-selling books, podcasts, keynotes, trainings, and retreats have inspired and impacted millions of people on six continents around the world. Michael's mission is to unleash the human potential with intelligence, humor, and heart, and his unique brand of loving disruption has made him a beloved catalyst and creative spark blog to CEOs, leaders, creative artists, and anyone who wants to get more out of themselves and their lives while making more of a difference in the world. At the beginning of today's episode, we talk about Michael's transformational journey. He shares how he was struggling with suicidal thoughts in his teenage years and how he transformed his own, quote-unquote, brokenness. Michael also explains the difference between performance coaching and transformative coaching, or as he calls it, super coaching. We also dive deeper into one of my favorite topics from Michael, the so-called, the space before thought. In the middle of the episode, we discuss the notion of the space within and the inside-out understanding. We talk about how people can unleash their full potential and cultivate a mindset of possibility. Closer to the end of the episode, Michael shares how people can join his inner circle for free during times of uncertainty. If you're inspired to join Michael's incredible inner circle for free, simply visit michaelneil.org forward slash join forward slash inner dash circle that's again michaelneil.org forward slash join forward slash inner dash circle if you want to find out more about today's guest and check out the free resources book recommendations and detailed show notes simply head over to our website mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast that's again mindsethorizon.com forward slash podcast you can also use the search bar on our website where you can simply type in Michael Neal to find the episode's show notes page. And so Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Michael, and welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. I was very much looking forward to this conversation. Um, Your book, The Super Coach, was one of my first books uh, on coaching about three, four years ago, or three. And um, yeah, I want to dive deeper into uh, different topics, um, mainly about human potential, transformative coaching. But before we do, I want to...
0: I was going to say, you're in luck. That's the one thing I know something about.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So um I wanna start with your story. I know you've been doing this for a while, but still I'm I wanna, you know, uh give this opportunity for my listeners to um get to know you a little bit more. So how did you get where you are today?
0: Well you gotta remember I, I've been around for a while. <laughs> yes. So that's not a short answer. I and 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 since the whole podcast isn't that long, I, I I'm gonna do an abbreviated version
3: of <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah, for sure. But it, but
0: it, I think, I think one of the things that it is helpful for, for people who are, you sort of chart my trajectory to, to, to know is I didn't start this, this didn't start out as a a life mission or a, you know, I am here to contribute to the, it it really did start out with me trying to not kill myself. Mm -hmm. So I was a, a suicidal teen and I just did not know how to deal with
3: mm-hmm.
0: what i thought was life but in fact was my own thinking and that that sort of defined my experience of adolescence into early adulthood and and then i i i went from and i talk about this in supercoach but i i went from victim to empowered so i started studying spirituality. I started studying psychology. I started studying self-help. I started studying pretty much actually anything. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was really open <laughs> because and my only criteria back then was, does it help?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and not, would it help other people? Does it help me? And it just turned out that I had a, a gift for teaching and sharing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so from a v- almost from the beginning, I, I, the best of what I learned, it was very natural and and almost automatic for me to share. And so I was an actor. I had trained as an actor. I actually was reasonably successful as an actor. I had a sitcom in the UK uh, where I played a new age American guy, which was not a huge stretch at the time. But from a, the point of view of the work that I've been doing for the last 30 years and the the work that particularly I've been doing exclusively for the last 15 years... It really was sharing the best of what I'd seen with other people, and uh, then in two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, I I had a fundamental epiphany that the basis of all my work up until that point had been even if you're broken, even if you're a depressive like me, even if you have anxiety like me, even if fill in your particular problem, you can still live a pretty great life. And I did. I've been very happily married. We just celebrated our 30th anniversary last week.
2: Wow. Congratulations. Yeah.
0: You know, I was, you know, had a successful business, was was quite high functioning, but I was a high functioning depressive in my mind. And then I had an experience of listening to A spiritual teacher, uh, an an enlightened Scottish welder named Sid Banks, and he he said in this talk that I was I was only half listening to it, that every human being is sitting in the middle of mental health, they just don't know it, Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason, I knew it was true, and my whole sense of self fell apart, and I. Honestly, I was halfway through a beer and beer came out my nose. I was laughing so hard that I had spent 18 years, the first 18 years of my adult life trying to deal with my, my brokenness. And I had never been broken. I just thought I was. And it was a really odd experience, but it did, it, it not only changed my life personally for the first time I was actually happy. For extended periods of time without having to work at it. But it totally changed my work. Because I was actually, I so I was already a best-selling author. I, I was an NLP trainer. I'd worked with Richard Bandler, who's the co-founder of NLP, Paul McKenna. We would do trainings in Europe for five, six, seven hundred people. So it it wasn't like I hadn't been talking, <laughs> yeah. but all of a sudden, I I realized that the fundamental premise of my 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 book that I was promoting at the time, which was called Feel Happy Now, was, you know, here's how to cope with being broken. And if you're not broken, there's just nothing to cope with. <laughs> and it sounds so funny and so simplistic, but when you see it for yourself, and I've had the privilege of seeing thousands of people see it for themselves... Yeah. It's like the greatest joke in the world because yes, you feel like an idiot, but you're so happy that you don't care.
2: Well, Michael, thank you so much for uh, sharing this with us. Um, so you had this kind of like shift then, because I wanted to uh, ask you, you know, one of my questions would have been, what was one of the biggest shifts in your career or in your life uh, that made the biggest difference? And I guess this was something like that.
0: Oh yeah, no, no. This, this. I mean, you know, obviously there there were other ones, and and probably the other biggest one, mm-hmm. y- you know, I talk about at length in the in the TED talk. Why aren't we awesomer? So it's probably easier to just <laughs> for somebody to go watch it there. Yeah. Um. But but from a business point of view, and a career point of view, and a life point of view, that was the beginning of a whole new way of thinking about business, a whole new way of thinking about success, and a, uh, just a whole new way of understanding human being.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I, I watch your TED Talk and I highly recommend it to the listeners. So why aren't we awesomer? And I also want to dive deeper into that concept. But before we do, uh, I wanted to focus on this notion of transformative coaching, or as you call it, super coaching. And there you talk about three levels. So what is the difference between, you know, let's say performance coaching or "Quote unquote normal coaching and transformative coaching, what can people experience during that process?"
0: Well, so the the you know I want to be really clear that these are helpful but Mm -hmm. somewhat arbitrary distinctions because not nobody only ever coaches at one level, Mm -hmm. but the coaching field, as I spent the last thirty plus years in it. I, I I've seen kind of can be split into what is the what is the intention and what is the yeah what ultimately is the purpose of the coaching mm-hmm. and so performance coaching the purpose is very specific we want to get you at your best for a particular performance or a particular kind of performance in a particular arena so generally speaking if it's an athlete we want you playing at your best when the game is on the line. If you're um, a stage performer, we want you at your best when the audience is its biggest. You know, we're, we're working towards you at your best when it matters most, mm-hmm. which is great and is a huge part of coaching and is not so, – so each level includes the ones before it. Mm-hmm. Of course, we want to be able to do that for our clients and help our clients do that. But it can be quite tactical. So, if you think of a, of, a you know a, a, a football coach, British or American, sorry, British, European, there's a whole world. I you, you got to forgive me. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I've just been a little dot here in America. But but if, if 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 you're an athletic coach, you might well trick your players into peak performance. You'll kind of see where their buttons are and 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 st- strategically push them so that you. The, you know the guy who does really well when he's pissed off. You piss him off just at the key point in the game, and the the guy that needs constant reassurance, or the you know the you, you know the, the the woman who only really gets that extra level out when she thinks you know she might lose. You, you, you're you're deliberately manipulating people with their permission mm, to get mm, the best out
3: of them. yeah yeah.
0: But it's a, a limited sum game. In everywhere else in their life, probably nothing's changing. But it's helpful there the next level what you know is traditionally talked about is life coaching is kind of saying hey we're going to share better strategies for whatever area of your life we're working looking at so we're looking at the form your life takes and we're going okay here are relationship strategies for your relationship and here are our business strategies for your business and finances and we're we're essentially trying to give people a better way of doing life. Transformative coaching starts from a a, a different premise. And and the, the, the premise is that our actual satisfaction in life, our actual joy in life is a vertical dimension and it operates independently of form. We can be thriving in the midst of a divorce, a bankruptcy, an illness, And we can be a mess when our business is thriving and our careers are success. I work with a lot of high-profile people and have over the years. And one of the things that isn't 100% but is remarkably consistent is the number of people who are at the top of their game on paper Mm -hmm. who absolutely hate their lives. Wow. And so what, what the fear is, is I have to give up Success to be happy, and what you start to see is that when you can see that that they're in two different dimensions that 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 happiness is in a vertical dimension and success, as most people define it, is in a horizontal dimension, then transformative coaching lets you do both and so here's here's probably the best metaphor i've got for it and i, I it's in one of my books i don't actually remember if it's in supercoach yeah. or, or one of the other ones. But imagine Bill Gates comes to you for business coaching Mm -hmm. and you can't understand why would Bill Gates come to humble little me Mm -hmm. for business coaching. But you quickly realize he's got amnesia and he does not remember who he is. Mm -hmm. Now, the question that I ask any coach is, would you want to share your strategies for business success with him or would you want to wake him up to the fact that he's Bill Gates? Knowing that once he remembers that, He's going to do things in business that you can only dream of. That's the essence of transformative coaching, is to wake people up to that deeper dimension of who they are, that deeper potential, knowing that that will take care of the performance, that that will in and of itself lead to better relationships, that it is inevitable that if if the tide rises, all boats rise with it. So I don't have to individually target each boat. I can just lift the tide.
2: Wow. This is so great to listen to this, uh, Michael. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this with us. Uh, One of my favorite um, or one of the topics that you talk about and became my favorite is the space before thought, right? So uh, what you're talking about, transformative coaching, as I, you know, saw it or understood this was a change on the level of identity or on the level of being. And so, uh, you talk about this space before thought, so is it connected to this change on the level of being? It it very much
0: is. So what most people either don't realize or just forget a lot Mm -hmm. is that we are so much more than our thinking. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we spend so much time in our thinking, trying to fix our thinking, suffering from our thinking, trying to improve our thinking, that we, we, we lose touch. We're out of touch much of the time with this deeper self, this true self. And th- the funny thing is, it's always there in the background. So the space before thought Is there before you think, is there while you think, and is there when you're not thinking? It is a constant presence. Thought is a constant variable. In any given moment, you know, I'm thinking about flowers or work or money or sex or football or like it's just all over the shop. But who I am Mm -hmm. is constant and is beyond any thought that I might be having and is beyond any feeling I might be feeling. So it's, it, it really is waking up to something that is already there mm. as opposed to something that you have to develop or create. Time is not involved. And, and, and that, that can be confusing to people because they, they, they will go, but you sometimes work with people for years. Well, yes, but the moment of change takes less than a second. So I talked about my epiphany, Mm -hmm. that literally the entire course of my life and my career changed instantly because I saw something more true. I woke up to something that had always been true, but I just, I didn't know. And once I knew it, everything changed. And yeah, the transition, stabilizing in this new understanding, learning to do business from this new understanding where you're not being driven by your fears and insecurities and that's what's keeping you on track. That can take time. But the actual moment of insight, the actual realization, the actual awakening happens in a heartbeat.
2: Wow, that's wonderful. And you know, I was wondering because um the people who are listening might be also wondering, so how can I how can we tap into this potential because I really wanted to talk about how to basically, you know, unlock this potential that we have. So uh, tap into this space, um, maybe on ourselves, maybe there are some practices that we can do. Maybe we can work with a coach. Um, How can we, you know, tap into this space? The thing
0: that I've seen in in the years that I've been doing this work is that there isn't one way. Mm -hmm. There is not a right way to do it. but there is a direction to look in that is definitely more helpful <laughs> than where most people look so most of us look either to if we want to if we want to release more of our potential we either look to the 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 form of our lives and go and I'll know that I am because my finances will look like this and my business will look like this and my relationships will look like this and so we're trying to measure something inside us by the form that our life is taking on the outside. And that's the first wrong place to look. Mm, Yes. Like you will not find you out there. Mm. The, the, the next mistake. So I I call that the, the sort of empowered outside in view of life, where if I can just take on my life Mm. and, uh, you know, then I will be unleashing my potential. But my well-being is still pretty much dependent on what's going on out there, but I can take charge. Enlightened outside in is where I go, oh, it's not what's out there. It's my thinking. So I work on my thinking. I, 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 I might do affirmations. I might do belief change work. I might do constellation work. I might do cognitive behavioral work. And I'm trying to continually improve the quality of my thinking. But my potential is before thought. So as soon as I'm in my thinking, I'm, I'm not in my potential. So then some people get a little closer to the mark and they go, well, I just need to stop thinking. And so they take up meditation and they take up practices like that. Mm-hmm. And that can help. But even then, most of us never connect the dots. We never realize that that quiet that we experience in meditation is actually what's always there in the background. We think of it as an achievement, as an accomplishment, as something we earn through our practice. But you cannot earn peace of mind and well being any more than you can earn a body part. I finally got a penis, right? I finally worked hard enough and now I've got one. It, it doesn't work that way. It, it, it's, it's built in. We're, we're born with it. Yeah. We're born with well being. We're born in peace. If you see a baby when it is not wet or hungry or tired, it is in bliss. Mm, That's our nature. That was actually, (laughs) if I had to put words to my first insight when I had that sort of beer snorting epiphany Mm -hmm. in 2008, it, it would be, I think what I really saw was babies don't need therapy.
2: What is up, Mindset Nation? I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode and we're gonna get back to this conversation very soon after thanking to our sponsors. Mindset Nation, I am immensely grateful for each and every one of you who tuned into this podcast today, the Mindset Horizon podcast. And if you feel like you're getting value out of these episodes and you might have further questions connected to mindset, entrepreneurship, or podcasting, or you simply want to hang out with other like-minded listeners and me, I would highly encourage you to join the Mindset Nation Facebook group, a global community of Mindset Horizon, where I'm there every single day to answer your questions, either if it's connected to the podcast, episode topics, or if it's connected to your goals and aspirations in life and business. I am there to support you for free every single day. You can join the Mindset Nation community at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash MindsetNation. Once again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash MindsetNation or simply go to our website MindsetHorizon.com and in the main menu on top of the site, you will find a button that says Mindset Nation and there you can join the global community of like-minded listeners. I'm super excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group and until then, be limitless, my friends. As a mission and impact-driven entrepreneur, thought leader, visionary and change maker, have you ever thought of increasing your online visibility, building credibility and scaling your impact and business by starting your own podcast? If you've answered this question with hell yeah, now this is your chance. According to Edison research in the US, podcasting is one of the fastest growing medium. So if you're ready to start your own podcast, build credibility and scale your impact and business, I have good news for you. I launch a 12-week group coaching program every single month with four people where I teach how to start your own epic podcast from scratch, build credibility and scale your online presence and business. In order for you to see that podcasting is something that you want to start, I provide a 30-minute free discovery call where we can see if podcasting is something that can help you scale your brand and business. You can book a free discovery call with me at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash free call. That's again MindsetHorizon.com forward slash free call or simply shoot me an email at Tibor at MindsetHorizon.com. That's T-I-B-O-R Tibor at MindsetHorizon.com. So Mindset Nation, without any further ado, let's get back to today's Mindset Transforming conversation.
0: It can't be something wrong with my nature. There can't be anything wrong with my potential. It has to be to do with a misunderstanding, is how I would probably put it, of the nature of thought. And so when when I point people, I I point them in the direction, however, whether they want to look with a coach, whether they want to look with a book, whether they want to just you know come up, however they want to look, I'm always pointing them towards what is fundamental, what is universal, what is true for every human being. And it turns out there are, in my experience so far, only a few things. And one is that we are made of life. We are alive. We are made of the very energy that causes trees to grow and animals to do what animals do. <laughs> we are made of that same stuff. And it, it, there is an, a real-time responsive intelligence to it. It is designed to thrive. Life is designed to expand. And we are made of that. There's no effort in that. It is natural. It is inevitable. It might not be normal. So I'll often distinguish for people between what is normal and what is natural. It's normal to be freaking miserable and stressed all the time. (laughs) But it's not
3: natural. Yeah.
0: It's normal to... um, you know, get really caught up in what people think of you and, 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 and to be in this continual mental drama. But it's not natural. Our natural state is clarity. Our natural state is quiet. Our, our natural state is, is hugely expansive and alive. So that's one thing that is true of every human being. So when I sit down, whether it's with a group, whether it's with somebody who's achieved a lot in their life, whether it's somebody in a prison, whether it's somebody in a township in South Africa, they are made of the exact same stuff, that same aliveness. But they probably think that they're whatever their body looks like. They probably think that they're the sum total of what they've done to that point. They probably think of themselves in terms of personality characteristics. Mm -hmm. And that that's an individual variance on a universal truth. We are alive. The second thing
3: Mm -hmm. that has
0: always been true, is true of every human being, is we are awake. We are conscious. We have the capacity to experience life. Now, what I've come to see more and more, and I talk about it most probably in my book, "The Space Within," is we actually are that. That's that's that's. If you read any sort of a uh, Eastern mysticism or even Western mysticism, yes, it, it points to the human nature as being one of pure awareness. Sid Banks, the the guy that I sort of learned, learned at the feet of was, was we, you, you know, would talk about it as pure consciousness uncontaminated by our personal thinking. That's true of everybody, which means everyone can wake up to this, to the truth of themselves at deeper and deeper levels. That's built in. The third thing that is true of everybody is we, we're creative, we think, and we, we live in thought. Like you're never gonna really stop thinking. You can see, you know, even if you watch a. Have you ever seen a dog dream? <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't know. No, it's really funny because they, they, you know, they'll lie there and you can see, and they start whimpering and they're reacting to something that clearly is going on in their little heads, right? We so even animals, it looks like have some degree of. What we would call this energy of thought, even if they don't have language in the way that we have language. Mm -hmm. So, thought is not uh, in and of itself problematic. It's the creative force in the universe. Mm -hmm. Thought is what we use to create. It's beautiful. Mm
3: -hmm. But
0: the innocent misuse of the gift of thought is what keeps us in mental drama and mental anguish and mental anxiety and mental stress and mental pressure. And actually, so. Preoccupies our attention, so fills our consciousness that there's not room for much of this fresh aliveness. So if, here's a metaphor. Mm. So so um, imagine that you're are you a tea guy or a coffee guy.
2: I'm a coffee guy.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm drinking one right now. So <laughs> so you got a big mug of old coffee, and it's not like just day old coffee. It's twenty five year old coffee, and every morning you try and add. Fresh, but there's just not much room in the cup, and it gets kind of so diluted by all the old, ugh, you know, like the bottom of a coffee pot uh, of a cafeteria after you've been using it, and and it's y- y- you know all the positivity you might pour into your mind is just getting lost in the stale old coffee. This particular coffee cup is connected to a, a, an underneath source of continual fresh coffee like fresh the the most beautiful smelling the most fresh r- roasted perfectly and just and so if you're willing to empty your cup you don't have to refill it it will automatically fill up with better thought and so what what people are at first surprised often when they hear me say but then they quickly recognize it for themselves because it's always been true is when you stop Running over and over and over and over the same thoughts about yourself and the world, fresh thought inevitably comes along, and fresh thought tastes better. Fresh thought gives you fresh feelings, and from those fresh thoughts and feelings, you, you just do better in the world because you're responding to the real what's really happening more and responding to your imagined habitual reality. Less and less.
2: Wow. Um, I'm kind of like speechless, Michael. It's amazing. And uh, we tapped into a lot of things. So we talked about human potential, uh, the inside out understanding, and different things. So, you know, when it comes to, let's say, opening up for possibilities, sometimes I talk about the mindset of possibility. Uh, to see more possibilities, um, you know, people might be limiting themselves on certain levels, maybe on the level of identity, um, maybe their skills. Uh, how can they open up for new possibilities or cultivate this mindset?
0: It's a great question. And um, I, 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 the, what comes to mind is, so one of my kids... Uh, really struggled as a teenager mm. um, it, it, I think in some way similarly to the way that I had struggled as a teenager and they struggled with anxiety and with depression and with um, just self harm and all, all all sorts of stuff and so at a certain point, we took them out of school and they came on the road with me and you know I was determined it, I, I wasn't going to force them to sit through my lectures but you know they, you know they had to help me set up yeah. but often they would wind up sitting in the room cuz there was nothing better to do and I'm pretty funny so you know they actually kind of enjoyed it <laughs> and what was interesting was there was a certain point where um where they 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 tweeted me <laughs> and what they tweeted what they heard was me saying to a group of people you are the infinite creative potential of the entire freaking universe mm. deal with it <laughs> okay <laughs> it's a scary thought for most people they want to be a little person who's a little bit more creative
3: mm.
0: they want to have 10 percent more potential than they think no you are you know sid it's banks used to say uh god i am but i am not god like I'm not saying you're God in that sense. but but you are that infinite energy of life, that infinite intelligence of life. that's who you really are. It's not Bill Gates waking up to being Bill Gates. it's God waking up to being God. It's the universe waking up to being the universe. It's the infinite creative potential waking up to its infinite creative potential. Mm-hmm. so the only thing to do is to. Start to notice it when it comes through,
3: because mm-hmm.
0: you can feel it, you can feel that expansiveness in you, and to start to notice when you shut it down. so one of the things that i I, I say the, the the phrase that probably gets quoted the most from my books mm-hmm. is that we're living in the feeling of our thinking, not the feeling of the world, not the feeling of our circumstances. Yes, but because we think our feelings are coming. At us from life, life is stressing us out. Work is, my boss is putting pressure on me. Mm -hmm. She's making me sad. He's making me angry. Because we think it's all coming from there, all our energy is on trying to control the world out there as a way of making ourselves feel better. But when we see we're all, we are okay fundamentally no matter what. And yeah, we're going to get our knocks in life. Yeah. We're going to bump into things. Things are not always going to go our way. They don't for anyone. They never
2: have. My biggest takeaway is we are okay and we are infinite potential. Um, I really love what uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about when he talks about uh, five principles that the ego teaches us. And some of them is... Who I am is what I do, what I have, what I accomplish, and I am separate from everyone else and things like that. So, yeah, uh, it's like a really interesting topic, you know, um, tapping into this being. So, so if it's all right, let me let me
0: give a because I'm suddenly thinking, you know, the question you asked is, in a way, what can people do, and and it's a hard one because, you know, what do you do? What would you tell somebody if they came to you and said, um, you know, I, 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 I want to have a nose. Can you give me some practices <laughs> that will help me develop a nose? It, it doesn't work that way. But that's not to say that there aren't things that I found helpful in, in helping people realize that they have a nose. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
0: So, so one of those things is, is to look for truth, capital T Truth. To look for that which is true. And by the way, I didn't even used to believe there was such a thing. I thought everything was subjective. And then I realized one day, well, but if everything is subjective, then subjectivity is an objective truth. And if you look towards what simply is, what would be the same if you, like gravity. Gravity is a great example. Gravity does not work differently if you believe in it than if you don't. It does not work better if you practice it than if you don't. It just is. Look for what is, regardless of your opinion, your thinking. It was before you. It will be after you. It is for anyone all the time. That's a great place to look. Look for what is. Look to silence. Look to quiet. Look to that space in you before thought, beyond thought. Mm-hmm. It we think we're going to find what we're looking for in thought but actually we we it's when we step out beyond thought that our thinking actually changes
2: well uh i really love one of your um uh in one of i think in your tedx talk you said become the change that you want to see in the world it it was maybe gandhi before uh, yeah yeah
0: it's, a, it's a, it's a Gandhi quote.
2: Yeah. So uh, you mentioned it in the in your TEDx talk, which is which is really you become the change uh, from within, and then your external, you know, experiences or your experiences change. So I think this is one of the main things that we talk about here, right? So the inside out transformation, also.
0: Well, I th- there there's no question that. We're, we're conditioned culturally not only to look outside ourselves for something to blame our feelings on, good or mm-hmm. bad, but, but also to, to think that inner physics is the same as outer physics. So we, we, we're always looking for cause effect. We're, we, because if I want to build a house, well, that's going to take planning and that's going to take work. I think if I want to be happy, that's going to take planning and that's going to take work. But this is that vertical to horizontal. It's a different physics on the inside than on the outside. Mm-hmm. The, the inner world is not a cause-effect world. Wow. It's a, a quantum whole. David Bohm, I, and I find this stuff really dense, but he, he probably, of all the physicists, and there's a surprising number of quantum physicists who write about spirituality, mm-hmm. but he talked about wholeness in the implicate order. And he talked about the, the more he looked into the the world of form, the more he saw how it, it it couldn't exist independent of thought. And and my favorite quote of his, which is the one I have in one of the TED Talks, is is thought creates our world and then says, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 that's what we start to wake up to. We start to see how much of our experience of life happens inside our own head. It doesn't mean life isn't happening. But the life we experience is is made of thought. And if we know that, we can be a little bit more graceful with the lows because we can see, okay, this too will pass. This is my mind I'm wrestling with, not the world. But we can also start getting a lot more grateful for the highs. Mm. Because the third thing, so if the first thing would be to look for what is true, Yeah. If the second thing would be to look for the quiet, the Mm. silent, the third thing would be to look for beautiful feelings because those are the feelings, the simple feelings of being, of aliveness, of expansiveness. And when you are in those feelings, that's life. That's you. I often say that 18 years of my life was, was the result of one misunderstanding. So the one of the first most profound experiences of peace of mind that i ever had was reading the book unlimited power by tony robbins <laughs> yeah and he had an exercise in there like in chapter 2 that if if your the inside of your head is noisy find the volume knob and turn it down and <laughs> and i'm like okay and so i i did it and i experienced honest to god quiet peace like Everything that I'm, I'm talking about is our true nature. Now, if the next sentence in that book had been, mm-hmm. if you're experiencing a sense of profound well-being in this moment and quiet and peace, that's you. That's your true nature. My life would have gone in one direction if I'd seen it and believed it and understood it. But what it said was, if you like that, I got a thousand more techniques that you can use to feel better. And so for the next 18 years, I learned all thousand techniques and developed a few more hundred of my own, Yeah, all because I didn't recognize that feeling for what it was. I didn't recognize that as the feeling of being alive. I thought it was something I had to cultivate, to create, to focus on, to manifest, to, I don't know
2: what I thought. Come alive. And we are whole. So you know, silence, um, reflecting on silence, what I do personally is meditation because that was my practice that, you know, I can get into the space of silence. So, you know, otherwise I, you know, do my things, my task, and, and, and things like that. So that was my practice personally. I wanted to share with you and with the listeners. Uh, but that's, um, you know, again, Dr. Wayne there came to my mind who said, God's only place is silence. So this is where you can, I think, connect with the source, with your true nature, uh, with your wholeness being. So, and I try to um, operate from that space as much as I can. Um, I do the meditation, for example, in the morning. And so, you know, coming from that place helps me to uh, overcome those limitations or insecurities that I might have, you know, about my identity or skills, whatever it is, right? And it's just huge. I mean, (laughs) Michael, this conversation is like transformational for me right now.
0: Well, that that is the general idea. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm with you. Like I can talk about this. You know, I used to I I used to when I was feeling kind of, you know, low and self-pitying, I I would describe myself as a preacher without a gospel because I I've always been really good at talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I really didn't have that much to say. Oh. And and when I started to see that there was a deeper truth about life and human beings, it was like, "Oh my god, I love talking about that." Yes. And it has this impact on almost everybody because it's true. (laughs) Like I always tell my students, you know, when I train coaches, we have a secret weapon. What we're pointing to is really there. So even if we're not great at pointing, there's a reasonable chance people are going to bump into it anyways.
2: Wow. I love it. Um, And Michael, we are coming to the end of this episode, but we could go on for hours and higher. Let's say so, <laughs> uh, but I want to be respectful of your time, and so I know that you have, um, you know, your inner circle. If I'm not mistaken, is open for people to join.
0: Yeah. So what we what we did. So I've had for years now. Um, like I said, I've been I've been around for thirty years doing this. Wow. Well, um, <laughs> doing this kind amazing. of work, and and so I've y- you know for years had a sort of a membership inner. Circle where I where I just kind of share both you know all the stuff I've created over the years, but also what's fresh, what I'm seeing fresh, what I'm seeing new, and and when the coronavirus hit, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 we were just looking for how how do we support people as they go through this. We just decided, you know what, we're going to open this up for a while for everybody, and um, you know we've been kind of thrilled. We're we, we've had thousands and thousands of people join us. Um, And so I, yeah, I'd love to extend that offer. I mean, it won't be free forever, but you're, you know, we don't take any details. We don't take any credit card. You know, you're not, it's, it's not a bait and switch. It's just come join us. Come, if you are interested in this, you know, all you got to do sign up, you'll get access to more content than you're going to ever go through. Um, But also live calls with me Um, you know, where you can ask questions and, 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 and kind of, kind of explore this deeper for yourself, but in a community of people who are exploring this deeper for themselves. And I think because this, the inside out understanding is so revolutionary, it is so fundamentally different to the prevailing idea of how life works. It's helpful to have a community of people who are looking in the same direction as you. Mm-hmm. Because everything else in your life will be telling you the opposite.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm I'm very glad to share this opportunity with the audience. And um, Michael, I always ask my guests about book recommendations. So first and foremost, I highly recommend your books. Uh, one of them I read is Super Coach. Um, the others are the Inside Out Revolution, the Space Within, Creating the Impossible. You can have what you want uh feel happy now
0: is there anything and I'll, and I'll, I'll just say that you can have what you want and feel happy now were written before my epiphany so while i i they're not terrible books, I really recommend the mm. the the first four that uh that you shared
2: yeah, yeah, inside out revolution I haven't read that, but I definitely need to read that one and all of them to be honest so.
0: And, and, and I, you know, it's funny, people always go, which one do do I start with? And I I wrote them deliberately as three points on a triangle.
3: Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want to look at this from a spiritual point of view with practical and philosophical underpinnings, then the space within is written that way. If you want to look at this from a practical point of view with spiritual and philosophical underpinnings, then creating the impossible is the way in. Mm. And if you want to look at this sort of more philosophically with practical and spiritual implications, the inside-out revolution is the way in. Wow. So, you know, they're, they're all, all roads lead to Rome. But some people just find it easier to to go through one door versus another.
2: Wow, that's really helpful. I didn't know that. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a really great way to approach which one to choose. Um, Michael, is there anything in your mind, a uh, book that you would recommend to the listeners besides your books um, that could help them?
0: Well, yeah, I, 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 and I always feel funny recommending them, but I really recommend the books of Sid Banks. Firstly, they're pretty easy to read. You know, to the point where when I first read them, I only read them because people I respected recommended them, and I thought, I thought, really? That's it? That's it? And and most of them are written as sort of um, parables. They're 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 stories, Mm -hmm. and um, uh, one book, The Missing Link, is like a collection of little teaching points. But but I encourage you to read them, and I encourage you to come back to them because. When I, As I say, when I first read them, I only read them because people I respected recommended them. And I thought, eh. Mm -hmm. And then more I saw for myself, it was almost like he'd gone back and rewritten the books when I'd read them again. Now, he didn't. He's been dead. I actually never even met him. But (laughs) it, it feels like that because when you are seeing fresh, there is a richness and a depth underneath the simplicity of his writing that I just, uh, you know, I, I will recommend to anyone.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Michael. And, uh, before I ask my last question, uh, please just tell the res- listeners where they can connect with you and also learn more about you. What is the best way? Well, so
0: michaelneil.org is my, my home on the web and, and you can find everything there, but you know, there's also, you can find, we've got a, a YouTube channel, we have podcasts, the Caffeine for the Soul podcast and uh, the Might Help Can't Hurt series, and then on Instagram uh, we are Michael Neal Catalyst.
2: Yeah, morning rambles, right? Morning rambles. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love them, and you the podcast. Shut me up! Uh, you can't. I try. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is awesome, so I highly recommend it to people. It's bite-sized and really great insights. So you know. If you're having your morning coffee you can just tune in and have an insight this is um yeah highly recommended and um my last question is michael um what is your mission and how do you see yourself in the future you know keep uh keeping doing this so i i used to think that my
0: mission um and i've always by the way just i i i'm not sure we need to have a mission but i okay. i it, it looked to me like my mission was to 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 learn the the secrets of happiness success and well-being to live them in my own life and to share the best of what i learned with others and and that's accurate in the sense that that's what i've done with my life for the last 30 years but if i a sort of a more personal mission, I guess, but it doesn't sound quite as mission-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it best summed up in a quote from the playwright George Bernard Shaw, who is a playwright and activist. And, and, and he's, he said, this is the true joy in life, the being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one. Instead of becoming a selfish clod of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. And for me, Mm. the being used, like I more and more want to be used by life for whatever life wants to use me for. I have learned that it it doesn't want to use me for anything bad. (laughs) And so the more I kind of give my ambition over to life, the more life finds just fascinating ways of putting me to work wow. and, and so we could call that my mission and that might be a more um, a more accurate way of, of at least in terms of how I think about
2: it yeah wow that's wonderful Michael and thank you so much for sharing th- this with us and your wisdom it's been incredible and I'm honored to um, you know um, being able to be able to have this conversation with you and thank you so much for being on the show
1: thank you thank you for having me